and welcome to another episode of Beckett Radio. I am your host, Derek Ficken. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out today and really every week. We really appreciate it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we have upcoming releases and pricing. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that with uh, market reports from Justin Grunert for football and hockey. News around the hobby. We got a couple stories that I want to talk about. A couple uh, I guess crime stories within the trading card hobby, which is interesting, but saw those, thought we could talk about that, as well as a big auction that went down uh, last Sunday with SCP Auctions. We'll talk about some of the cool stuff that have um, that was auctioned off and sold for high dollar amounts. Also, we're going to talk brand new product releases. That segment's all about new releases that have just been announced from uh, card companies, and I picked one in particular that we're going to talk about, and it's it's got a retro feel, so if you guys know where I'm heading with that, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to talk about that. We also got a really great interview with uh, Rich Klein. He uh, does a lot of great stuff with sportscollectorsdaily.com. He's got his own uh, I guess rambling section. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, and uh, hopefully you will like the interview with Rich Klein. We, we just we just like to talk. He's always a great guest on here. And Beckett Auctions. We're going to talk a lot more about Beckett Auctions because they get a lot of cool, interesting pieces uh, in upcoming auctions. And, and for this month, they have a really great find. So I'm going to call this new segment Beckett Auctions Find of the Week. And that's going to showcase one photo, one item, one jersey of whatever uh, in, in the upcoming auction, just to talk about it, the history of it, uh, why it's so important, why it's so special to talk about on this show. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have a little bit of fun uh, We're talking about just everything in the hobby. So let's first start out with upcoming releases and pricing. So within the next week, we got a lot of cool things going on. National Treasures Hockey will be coming out on Friday. Uh, on Wednesday, which was yesterday, Topps UFC Champions MMA came out. Uh, Immaculate Basketball is the big one that I'm I'm looking forward to, along with National Treasures. Immaculate Basketball is coming out on the 5th of September. And Topps Chrome Baseball uh, is coming out this week. So definitely check that out for uh, your checklist needs. Go to Beckett.com to see all that good stuff. If they're not in there, they will be in there as soon as possible. So yeah, definitely check that out. As far as pricing that we are currently doing, we do have Finest Baseball that's completed. And 2014 Rookies and Stars is currently being priced. It's almost finished, but Justin Gruner and Dan Hitt are going at it right now. Uh, so hopefully that'll be done within the next day. So definitely check that out on your OPGs on Beckett.com. Should be a lot of uh, cool, interesting things to see. And that's why we're going to have Justin Grunert on here in a little bit to talk about the interesting things within Rookies and Stars football. We have the Rookies and Stars longevity parallels in that main set, but we also have a product on top of that called Rookies and Stars longevity. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, get a little inside scoop about it since he's the new football guy here at Beckett Media and just see where it takes us. All right, so now uh, we're done with new products and pricing or upcoming releases and pricing, and we're going to bring in one of the pricing analysts here at Beckett Media, Mr. Justin Gruner. He is a radio show veteran. Mr. Justin, what is up? I like being called a veteran. It makes yeah. me happy. Yeah, I, I was talking to someone the other day. I think it was Rich Klein. I was like, yeah, I'm not a rookie anymore. I feel like, you know, because today marks my one-year anniversary with Beckett. Right. So I'm not a rookie. It's great. Technically, you're not a rookie. Technically, I'm not. 
but I probably am still seen as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, we well, we have a new guy on the team, so he's we have he's two new rookie. people. Well, I don't we, really we have Eric and then Matt. Matt was Matt. the rookie first, and then now Eric came in. Yeah, know? but Matt's doing non-sports and stuff, and he's doing a lot of checklist work, so it's more he's doing his own thing. He's doing a, yeah, he's on yeah. his own little island. <laughs> So uh, let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, This is kind of the market watch report. Uh, We're going to do this every week. Talk about players, products that have come out that have been priced, and uh, kind of the abnormalities that have happened within those sets. So uh, Rookies and Stars Football, 2014 Rookies and Stars Football, is currently being priced right now, correct? Yeah, it's almost done. Um, it's, uh, It's pretty much standard stuff that they've been doing every year. Um, they have the longevity sets that have not been released yet. Um, it's its own, I guess, product yeah. inside of Rookies and Stars. So we have all of it cataloged and checklist, uh, all the checklists in, but there's some that can't be priced because they're not out yet. Yeah, and I think they're like it, they have like the gem names like uh, Sapphire, Emerald, Ruby, Ruby. Those are all in the longevity. Uh, I, have, I don't know if they're retail or hobby, but I think they're retail only. Mm-hmm. And those are where you get that. So we can't price that stuff yet. So what's what's the deal with Rookies and Stars? Because it, it, it's a pretty confusing product. Uh, there are longevity parallels in the Rookies and Stars product. Right. But there's going to be an added product that's called Rookies and Stars Longevity. Correct. So what's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really don't. Um, it's it's a... Uh, I think it's just for them to give you more parallels and more cards to collect from that product. Yeah. It's a very popular brand. Mm. Um, they sell a ton of it. I know that um, you know online retailers and hobby shops just they can't keep the stuff in. Yeah. So I don't know, but it appeals to a lot of people. Me personally, I'm not a pr- parallel kind of guy. I, I like to do the, you know, me on the gambler, big the big hits. hits. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not something that I run out and buy. I buy a few packs of it just to kind of see what it looks like every year and yeah, yeah. hopefully get something decent. I won't pull them one of one Manziel now. That's a <laughs> lot. But uh, yeah. there's some pretty cool stuff in there this year. The autographs are pretty standard fare with uh, pricing. A lot of the guys are cooling down. Even Manziel, he's only priced at $120 high book for his basic autograph. Mm-hmm. Um, but he falls right in line with all the multipliers and all the parallels. So there's a linebacker, Ryan Shazier, that – his autograph is selling for double what was expected. I think we booked it at 30 bucks, and oh, he's wow. selling for almost high book. Yeah. And that was something that I didn't expect to see, but his autographs, for some reason, are really hot right now. So, you know, at the beginning of, I guess, when the rookie premiere happened in May, right. if I'm not mistaken, um, the big draws were obviously the number one pick, Jadavian Clowney, Blake Bortles, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Sammy Watkins, Johnny Football. Yeah. Now those guys were pretty much the ones that were priced out of strata. Those were those were your top rookies, your most sought after right. rookies and products. Now looking ahead, three months into preseason, just about to start the regular season, you have guys that are now becoming number two on the depth chart. You have guys that obviously aren't living up to their hype. You also have guys who are just, you know, they're just doing their thing, waiting for the season to start. Right. You know, and maybe their products or their prices will go up. Um, for example, Michael Sam, you never know. Um, with his recent, I guess, success in the preseason, he might make the 53-man roster. Yeah, he's on the 75-man roster, yeah. so he's got one more step to go and he's in. Exactly. And uh, so he's he's proven that he's playing all right, you know. So his, his cards might go up, you know. They may, but it seems honestly like the hype is more around 
uh, ESPN yeah. and the news outlets. And they ran and into trouble yes, with, they did. with uh, some some was, things that they were talking about with him. It was Chris Long. Yeah, Chris Long got... Told him to get over him. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, I don't think that a lot of the collectors are believing, buying into the hype and the the... I don't know the fever around Sam. Yeah, I, well, I was it's, I was watching. I think Fox Sports uh, Live. You know, they do right. a little. You know, Fox Sports one thing, and they were like, you know, the only people who are really paying attention to this um, are Mizzou fans, and they're only paying attention to it because you know he was a extremely uh, talented defensive right. end at Mizzou, not exactly. because he's gay. No, you know, or anything like that. that. It, it's just they want to see him succeed because he went to that school. You know, it, right. it's just about a pride factor. You yeah, know? and honestly, I mean, the interviews that I've seen with him ignore the 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 controversy that they are creating. Yeah, he seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, and it seems like you'd want that kind of guy on your team. And I've seen him do some hits, and man, he he can hit. Yeah, and you know, they were talking about how he is a game player. He he doesn't. He's not a practice player. Right, you know, he's Allen Iverson. You know, practice. We talking about <laughs> practice, but uh, seriously, they said he's kind of underperforming in practice, which uh, it is what it is. You know, it, but well, if you're trying to make the team, yeah. you, you got to go lights out every single down, no matter when it is. You know, if you're a rookie trying to make the team, yeah, you better look at it and go, I am going to treat this like it's a game. Yeah, and unless it's a quarterback, you hit him as hard as you can. Yeah. It's a running back, you're going to put him on his butt. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's interesting to hear how he does a lot better in games because, you know, he doesn't get that many snaps, you know, right. in a game in the preseason. So, I mean, hopefully he'll he'll turn it on for the last game and make that squad. Yeah. And that'll, in turn, raise his prices from a seventh-round pick to, you know, a potential, uh, you know, rookie of the year candidate. You never know, you know. Well, his uh, I mean, his cars right now are are commons. They are yeah. I mean, his autographs are five to ten bucks. Well, they started out pretty high with I think Press Pass. Oh, did they? Or Sage when oh. they kind of had the ex- Michael Sam exchange card, um, but it was just because of the hype surrounding them. Right. Know? Well, it's it's definitely cooled off on him now. Um, yeah. Sammy Watkins, I think he's the one I'm going to be watching out for this year. Um, he's been burning everybody in practice. He's been impressing all of his coaches. Mm. He is. They've made him their number one wide receiver for yeah. Buffalo. So if he can uh, gel with EJ Manuel and carry that into the re- regular season, yeah, I think you'll see him. And then uh, Teddy Bridgewater. They're saying they're basically saying it's a matter of time for him before he's yeah. the starter there, mm-hmm. which sucks because I like Matt Castle a lot. But if you do a draft pick like him, you have to play him. You can't yeah. just sit on him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting to see the progression of a couple months to see how many guys have kind of fallen back into strata right. as far as, you know, market analysis goes here yeah. at Beckett. I mean, you know, Bortles was extremely hot when they first came out with, with Johnny Manziel. Now he's right. pretty much, you know, mid-book, really. Yeah, he's, he he falls right in line with what we expect him to be. Yeah. Even in his autographs, usually autographs you get a little bit higher. Yeah. Though these rookie, this rookie year so far has been pretty standard stuff. It's yeah. not. There's nothing blowing me away. Honestly, the only thing that really is blowing me away is the fact that everybody's going after Manzel. Yeah. <coughs> and you know, it, it's funny because I I've been doing the past couple months of hot lists and right that they're all Manzel. It, yeah, they're all Manzel, and it's so hard to do a hot list in the off season because all you get is hype. You know, yeah. and I think it would be even more harder if Manziel wasn't even in the league yet. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Because, it, like, it, first of all, it's the offseason. Second of all, other than Manziel, I don't really see anyone else being that hyped, you know? Uh, right. So I feel like it could have been near to impossible. Oh, well, yeah, and I just don't understand the hype around Manziel, I guess. I mean, I, I get it because he's cocky and he's arrogant and he's, yeah, you know, he's, he, he's bigger he than talks football right now. But he's he uh, he's underperformed so far. He is still an immature kid. I mean, flipping off the bench of the yeah. Redskins—that's just stupid. Yeah. So for me, I honestly I wouldn't buy any of his cars just because they're so expensive right now. Yeah. They're going to come down. Yeah. No, it's I, gonna happen. It, it, it's gonna happen, especially if Hoyer does his thing in Week One. And I have faith in him. Yeah, I, I do too, and I hope the best for the Browns. You know, I got family up there, so yeah. I hope they do well. But. You know, if he doesn't, then Manziel's got to get his shot, you know. And if he doesn't make it, then pfft, uh, the Browns are screwed. <laughs> so basically standard fare for the yeah, Browns. St- standard fare for the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland they, I, and here's the th- weird thing is I'm, I've driven through Ohio, but I've never actually stayed in Ohio or been to Ohio to visit. Yeah. I've always liked the Browns since they've come back. Yeah. And the year, I think it was 2002 or three when they went to the playoffs, mm-hmm. Had a great record. I think they were ten and six. Yeah. We're beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then after halftime, just crumbled. And I was like, "What the hell did I just watch? Yeah. What? Who were these guys?" Yeah. And ever since then, it's been really hard for me to go go Browns. It's more of a yeah. go Browns. Yeah. What are your predictions for them then? My predictions for the Browns, and I'm, I'm going to do this for next week. We're going to have a prediction show. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll try and have you on. I might have Dan in here. Kind okay. of a roundtable discussion. That sounds good. Uh, I think that'll be interesting. But I, I see the Browns sucking this year again. Uh, I, with Josh Gordon, with the one-year suspension, yeah, f- uh, yeah. went down uh, yesterday. Uh, I, I see them having a losing record, 6-10 and 10 maybe, 5-12. and 12. I was thinking 5-11. I was thinking 5-11. No, and, and and yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. I'm honestly, I, I drafted Ben Tate for one of my fantasy teams, and just because the quarterback situation there sucks so bad and they don't have any wide receivers, mm-hmm. he's going to get more playing time exactly. and more action. So yeah. uh, that's but, my two cents on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Rookies and Stars came out two weeks ago. Yep. Um, pricing will be up there in the next. I mean, oh, some of it's know, already up there. Most of it's up there right now. We have two sets left, I believe, to okay. price. Yeah. And it's just like the autographs and the autograph memorabilia cards when, where there's a lot of – they have a lot of different print runs that we're having to work out and figure out how we're going to price it. Yeah. Um, but it's almost done. But the actual longevity product that came out <laughs> – but that, they, they, never, they never told us. Yeah. We, got, we actually got like a, an empty box from Panini. An empty box. Yeah, I guess Dan asked for one, uh-huh. and he's like, yeah, see, here's the product, and it has all the – different cards that we already have the checklist for listed on that box. Okay. So basically he's telling me these are the ones you don't price. Yeah. Because it hasn't come out yet and I asked him, I was like, well, when does it come out? He's like, I don't know. They haven't told us yet. <laughs> well, per- in a week or two probably. Yeah. So so in a week or two, it, it might be out already. You never know. It's just like Target, Walmart. That's where they yeah. sell it at. So you'll, I mean, you'll know you'll pretty quick. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that wraps it up for the football market report. Let's yep. uh, quickly talk hockey. Um, with National Treasures. The big one. The big one. We talked about this with uh, hockey editor Stephen LaRoche uh, last week, and he was super excited just because they're packing it out. I, know, they're going crazy. We actually, They actually just posted their checklist on the Panini site, so we're getting that taken care of and probably imported tomorrow. Okay. Available for the weekend for yeah. all those collectors. And it's close to 9,000 cards, <sighs> individual wow. cards. 
but they have a lot of cards from uh, Contenders, Dominion, all these other sets that they just were like, oh, we're adding stuff from mm-hmm. these other sets into it. Yeah. And they're going out with a bang. This yeah. is their last product um, ever for Panini Hockey. And they're doing it right. They're doing it big. I, yeah. like, I like what I've seen. I heard uh, we were talking last week about the skate signed blades or something I like that. I want to see one of those. Yeah. That would be really neat to see. Um, that's really cool. Um, it, it's just always cool to see what Panini does. Yeah. I, you know, we talked about Immaculate Basketball, um, and they have shoe cards that they're doing. Right. Um, Even when you have shoes again, yeah, you can't let it go. Shoes, man. Well, they're doing uh, they're doing yeah. immaculate for baseball and football now. Yeah. They, so hopefully yeah. they'll do cleat cards. That'd and, be cool. And other stuff like that. Yeah. Get some grass stains. Yeah. So, uh, but National Treasures is out currently. Correct. Friday. Friday. So it comes out on Friday. Um, so yeah, everyone check that out. Four boxes per case, and I, we talked about this off air, but I heard uh, there was a guy that bought twenty five cases. That's thirty seven thousand dollars worth of cards that he bought. That's crazy. But uh, some of the stuff that they did, the early breaks on Panini, I think they got like one or two printing plate cards. You get a booklet card. And every case, you get a McKinnon autograph or Galchenyuk, Yakupov, or uh, Gallagher. Nice. So the four big rookies, you're guaranteed one of their autographs per mm. case. Wow. Yeah, you, you can't beat that. You know, Not really. I mean, if, if you're willing to spend the money on it, and I... I mean, if I had the money, I would be. Yeah, exactly. I, I would be right there with you <laughs> buying a couple cases. <laughs> and even, yeah, I think even Chris Olds was debating on buying a box of it. He really? Was, yeah, he's like, I might spend that 400 bucks to get that. Yeah. Um, but there, the thing is, is I'd almost be willing to buy the box now, sit on it for like two weeks, because it's going to dry up fast. I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to buy this like crazy. Yep. And it's going to be hard to find boxes later on. You sell it for in a couple of weeks, you can get 200, 300 extra bucks out of it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you might as well. If you're going to buy, buy now. Yeah. So, uh, definitely check that out on Friday. Uh, National Treasures Hockey. We'll get the checklist in there as soon as possible, and pricing will be in in the next couple of weeks. So definitely oh, check that out. It on might we might even price we might even price that early. Yeah. Just because it's so big and it's going to be so broken. Yeah, definitely. All right, well check that out on Beckett.com. Your OPGs and all that good stuff. Justin, we appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about the market report. I appreciate you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you later. So let's talk about kind of a showcase product for the upcoming releases. Uh, I'm a big fan of basketball, as you all know. So I want to talk about 2013-14 Panini Immaculate Basketball. This is a one-pack per box. You get six cards. It's releasing on uh, on Friday, September 5th. It's $400, uh, so it's a little bit in the high end. But I hear what you get is totally worth it if you get the right find. Uh, You get one base card, and then you get five autograph or memorabilia cards. So, you know, obviously you get your fair share of autographs and mem. You got Logo Man autographs. You have Rookie Logo Man autograph booklets. We all know that booklet cards are amazing, especially when Panini does them. So, um, yeah, that's something cool to check out. Also, Rookie Patch autographs, uh, nameplate nobility insignias, uh, and something that I'm interested in and I kind of obsess over a little. Uh, I like shoes. I like sneakers. And I love basketball sneakers. If I could collect basketball sneakers, I would. But uh, what Panini's doing in this product is uh, a, a set called Soul of the Game. And that's a game use sneaker card with, you know, it, it's just in the card and, and it's just like your normal memorabilia. So it'll be very
very cool to see that. I saw a couple samples of these cards, and I'm amazed. I, I still can't believe they're they're putting shoe pieces in in cards. I mean, they've started doing all that with everything else, so you might as well uh, with shoes. But I'm extremely excited to see what what they bring out to the table when this thing releases on September 5th. Yeah, if you guys want to check out some some cool pictures, check out Beckett.com slash news. They got, uh, I'm pretty sure they have a write-up about Immaculate Basketball, but uh, you can also check out Panini's blog, which is the Knights Lance. Uh, so check that out. Um, so they got a lot of cool pictures on, on the previews of that upcoming product. So check that out September 5th. Like I said, it's $400 a box, one pack, six cards, one base card, five autograph or mem cards. It, it's a big product. Uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun to break. See what what high end cards you get, and hopefully you'll get that Kevin Durant, you know that Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know you never know. Um, so hopefully you'll see that. I think in this year you will get uh, the 2013-14 rookie class. So that won't include Andrew Wiggins and those guys from the 2014-15 rookie class. I think that uh, rookie class will be featured in the NBA Hoops product, which comes out in a few months, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, I mean, that's unfortunate that we have to wait a little while for the uh, the new draft class. But, I mean, you still get to have your chance to get Victor Oladipo, Michael Carter-Williams. Those guys are kind of the, the hot stars in, in this past year's rookie class. So you can always have a chance to get one of those guys. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the, uh, the showcase product of the week as far as upcoming releases. If you want to check out all the releases that are coming out, um, as well as the releases of our uh, Beckett issues, uh, magazines, and all that good stuff, check out Beckett.com. We have a little calendar on the bottom uh, part of our homepage. It's got all the releases, all the dates on there. And if it's not correct, if you see a date that's you know not correct, just hit us up on an email, radio at Beckett.com. We'll get that fixed for you because uh, we want to make that calendar as, as up-to-date and accurate as possible. So just shoot us a quick email. We'll, we'll get that done for you. All right, so let's move to news around the hobby. This is going to be a, uh, a another segment that we will be uh, featuring uh, each week, and it's just news around the hobby. Whether it be you know something that a card company does that's really cool, like you know maybe if Upper Deck does their random acts of kindness and they do something real interesting, uh, we'll talk about that here. Uh, we have a lot of interesting news with people going to jail this week, which is weird. And then we have a really awesome auction story. Uh, where uh, a lot of cool items have been auctioned off for a lot of money, and it's worth talking about. So let's start off with this New Jersey couple. Uh, <laughs> they were charged with selling fake cards on eBay. I don't really know where to start, but uh, this guy, Andrew Mee, uh, M-E-I, he's a personal trainer, and his fiance. they were charged with theft by deception, impersonation, which is also identity theft, and computer-related theft. So they just got the trifecta in uh, in theft here. And what they were doing was they were using false identities to facilitate sales of sports cards as well as coins and stuff like that from like 2008 to today. So they've been doing it for a while. What they would do is they would buy, you know, authentic cards on eBay, make copies of them and then sell the copies on eBay to to make money. So in 2012, eBay found out about this. uh, So they shut down their accounts. But uh, I think in 2013, they started back up again with new accounts using a stolen identity from someone in California, and they kept doing this this over and over again. Uh, so they were arrested. They're 
going to jail with the bail set at $75,000. And yeah, they're, they're pretty much dunskies. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to get out of that, but it's not fun finding fake cards online. It, it's always a pain when we find fake cards that uh, were sold like they were real um, because we see the prices and we try to price these products. And when we find out they're fakes, it, it just it just ruins the day uh, for us here at Beckett. So that's always not fun. So hopefully justice will be served and they will get what's uh, what's coming to them. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's kind of bad news uh, as far as news in the hobby. Um, let, let's get even more bad. <laughs> I don't really have a lot of good news uh, in the news of the hobby this week, but let's go to another bad story. So former Maestro Auctions president Doug Allen uh, pleaded guilty to a charge of mail fraud uh, this week, and there's there's a lot of weird twists going on in this case. He is the third member of this auction group to plead guilty to shill bidding and other um, wrongdoings. What he's uh, what he's trying to do, he's he, he is the president of Legendary auctions and he's agreed to cooperate with authorities to get a lighter sentence because I think the sentence is going to be pretty high up there um, but uh, yeah the the plea agreement that's that's being um, agreed upon is that Doug Allen would face about 10 to 12 years in prison which is a lot of time he he's you know he's he's getting old so that that's a lot of time for him because of the amount of fraud perpetrated on customers so yeah that's that's tough I mean it's unfortunate but you know when you do something wrong you got to pay for your actions uh but it's interesting because he like I said he's the third guy in this auctions group to get uh found of wrongdoing and um yeah also last week former vice president of maestro uh auctions I hope I, I'm saying that name right but Mark Theoticus, if I said that correctly, uh, awesome by me. But he also pleaded guilty to a count of mail fraud for his part. And I mean, yeah, it's gosh, the former CEO, Bill Maestro, uh, also he's one of the giants in the auction business. But he also pleaded guilty last year. And but he's continuing to cooperate with uh, the feds while awaiting his sentencing. Uh, and at the same time, William Boham or Boham, I don't know. Uh, I'm struggling with last names today, uh, but the former director of information technology at the auction house, he's awaiting trial for lying to FBI investigators. So this uh, this auctions group is kind of in the doghouse, to put it lightly. Their higher ups have have done things wrong and they're now paying for their actions. So the top three, four guys in this company are, are going down for their crimes. And hopefully, like I said, with the last uh, story, justice will be served and they get what's coming to them. But yeah, it, it seems just like a big mess with uh, this maestro auctions, maestro auctions. Um, you know, Doug Allen, just uh, it's unfortunate. They're, they're showing a picture here of him uh, at the National Convention, it looks like in Cleveland. Uh, which is weird because, you know, I was there and you know, I probably saw him walking around or I walked around his booth. So that's pretty interesting to see. And it's unfortunate to hear that negative news in the hobby. But like I said, it, you know, it, it happens. And unfortunately, sometimes you got to just run with it and, and pay for your actions. So let's uh, finish off with on a lighter note, really. Um, the SCP Auctions 2014 Midsummer Classic concluded this uh, this past Sunday. And there was over $1.1 million in uh, items being bought or uh, auctioned off. 
for uh, the foundation, the LA84 Foundation, which is a nonprofit that funds youth sports in Southern California. So uh, the, I guess the biggest thing that was uh, auctioned off was the John Morris Trophy. If you guys don't know what John Morris Trophy is, it's a large sterling silver award that was established in 1938 uh, for the World's Amateur Baseball Championship. Um, and that went for a price tag of $195,000. So that's, uh, that's pretty intense, but no one really knows right now who purchased the trophy other than the people who uh, are a part of the auction house. Uh, so that's interesting, but the auction of 850 items uh, brought in more than $2.9 million. Uh, so that was uh, awesome to see that. Other stuff that went for high dollars, uh, we have the 1955 Heisman Trophy replica, and that was honoring winners from 1935 to 1954. That went for about $75,000. Uh, Bill Tilden's 1921 U.S. National Championship Men's Singles 15K Gold First Place Medal. <laughs> it's a long name, but that went for $69,000. And uh, 1983 Cy Young autographed Cleveland Spiders Piffer and Becker cabinet photo. That one for 66 grand. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff that went down. Uh, the vice president of SCP Auctions, Dan Imler, said the overall results of this auction were extremely impressive and proved that the market for the finest quality sports memorabilia continues to thrive. So other highlights from this auction, we had a two-page letter from George Washington that was dated in December 1778. And it was signed G. Washington. That one for sixty-four grand. Uh, Jim Catfish Hunters, nineteen seventy-four AL Cy Young Award, went for fifty-six thousand dollars. A game ball from nineteen sixteen when Georgia Tech killed Cumberland University, two hundred and twenty-two to nothing. Everyone knows about that game as being one of the most lopsided games ever in sports. That went for forty thousand dollars. A complete set, and this is really cool. A complete set of nineteen fifty-two Topps baseball cards went for sixty grand. That included a high-graded Mickey Mantle rookie, uh, and that went, yeah, that went for $60,000. And this is kind of interesting that uh, a 1928 Lou Gehrig uh, Yankees World Champions wristwatch and a 2012 game-worn and signed A&M jersey from Johnny Manziel, they didn't meet their reserve prices, so uh, they, they failed to uh, hit auction price. So that's kind of interesting. But if you want to see the full auction results from this Midsummer Classic from SCP Auctions, go to www.scpauctions.com. Check that out. It's always cool to see what, what kind of auction stuff is being uh, sold uh, here and there. And yeah, so that wraps it up for news in the hobby or news around the hobby. If you have some interesting news that you want me to talk about or want some other guys to talk about here on the show, just let us know. Hit us up on an email, radio at Beckett.com. We're on Twitter. Our uh, Twitter handle is at Beckett Radio. And I'm usually on there uh, pretty, uh, pretty often. So I like to talk to you guys. So just hit us up and let us know. All right. So let's talk about Beckett Auctions Find of the Week. This is going to be another weekly segment as long as Beckett Auctions has some cool stuff, which they always do. Uh, so this find of the week is brought to you by Beckett Auctions. Check it out, auctions.beckett.com. Their, um, their September auction starts September 7th and rolls to September 21st. A lot of cool items, a lot of MJ stuff. If you guys are Michael Jordan collectors out there, you definitely have to check this auction out. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is a, 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 it's a historical set, historical cards nonetheless. But we have five 1887 Old Judge N172 cards. Now, that's big. I mean, the prices are, are 
ranging from 500 to 5,000. So uh, you definitely have to get your hands on one of these cards. We have cards from players like Dude Esterbrook, Frank Hankinson, Smiling Mickey Welch, Stefan Beal, and Dave Orr. Now, these are all part of the script series, uh, which if you don't know a lot about the old Judge cards, the script series, uh, it's kind of like a subset. Uh, There's two subsets pretty much within the 87 old Judge cards. In the script series, you will notice that on the bottom of the card, you will see their name, their last name, whatever the case might be, uh, in a script-type handwritten uh, uh, lettering. And so these cards, these five cards, are in the script series. Some of them are uh, the spotted tie. Uh, so if you see a spotted tie on them, that's uh, another subset that they have. Um, something that's pretty interesting is the Stephen Beal, Stephen Bethel. I hope I said his name right. Um, he is uh, rumored to be one of the first Jewish-born players to be showcased on a baseball card. Now that's big because you know 1887. That that was way back in the day. Uh, so that's that's kind of a historical card right there. Now these these products are going for high dollar, but they're um the, and the fronts are in extremely great shape for it being over you know 100 years old. So definitely check out the images on Beckett Auctions website auctions.beckett.com. Like I said all the time, if you aren't wanting to purchase any of these items, just check out the pictures and and what kind of historical uh, value these these cards, these memorabilia, these autographs have because it, it's it's a part of history. You know, the old judge cards will never go away. They're they're always going to be a part of us, like the T206s. You know, so it, it's really interesting to see whenever cards like this come up. You know, to just check them out. You know, and 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 enjoy uh, enjoy seeing them. It was interesting when I was checking them out the other day. I just kind of you know I put them in a row and took a picture of them, and I was like, you know, th- this is this is history right here. This is trading card history, and I'm witnessing something that a lot of people won't be able to see. And so I was extremely grateful to see that and be able to hold these cards in their holders and just kind of see how trading cards have evolved over the years from the 1887s to 2015 Topps Heritage Baseball, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so definitely check that out on Beckett Auctions. Like I said, September 7th is when the auction starts. A lot of cool Michael Jordan stuff. Uh, There's a signed jersey, a Mitchell and Ness jersey that's framed, a signed basketball from 83-84. The UNC guys signed it. I think James Worthy's on there as well. A lot of cool photos uh, that are signed. I I saw New York Islanders. I think it was in the 80s or the 70s. Uh, I'm not sh- too sure about that, but saw that being put up for auction, as well as some Jadavian Clowney stuff. If you guys want to get a signed jersey or a signed helmet from him, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, check that out, Beckett Auctions, auctions.beckett.com. They also have an eBay store if you don't see uh, stuff you like on their auction website. So just type in Beckett Media on eBay. You'll find out all these cool stuff on there. So it's pretty neat to see. Before we get to the interview with Rich Klein, uh, we're going to bring another segment back, and it's called Brand New Product Releases. Now, this should not get confused with upcoming releases and pricing. The upcoming releases and pricing will be pricing and releases that are coming out in the next week. So that's going to be your, you know, ripe the next day, the next week uh, things. Now, this uh, brand new product releases is pretty much when card companies release it or announce it on their website, through social media, whatever that might be, this is where those products will go. 
Tops has announced that 2015 Tops Heritage is coming out, and uh, that will arrive March 4th. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be uh, in the 1966 design, which I'm a fan of. I'm looking at the pictures here, and it, you know I, I'm a big fan of retro-style baseball cards, so this is pretty cool. But you'll get one autograph or relic in every 24-pack box. Now, uh, it, it's pretty much the same as last year's with the 425-card set. Um, capped with uh, 75 short prints. So if you're a short print fan, this is definitely a product for you. Uh, we got the throwback team uniform photo variations as well as action image variation cards that will be in hobby boxes. There will be mini versions limited to 100. Uh, we got chrome cards in here. Uh, the back variations uh, will continue to be there. Um, I mean, we have real one autographs from past and present players that will be in blue ink and red ink versions. So definitely check that out. Uh, also, we'll have dual and triple autograph cards with the dual autographs limited to 25 and the triples limited to just five. So that's pretty interesting. Also returning, we got the Clubhouse Collection Auto Relics limited 25, uh, dual auto relics limited to 10, flashback auto relics to 25, and 101 1966 cut signatures. So that's cool. But two new additions to this product will be in the relic side of the set uh, with triples and quads. So the quads will show four players and will be limited to just 10 copies while triples are limited to 25 and duels limited to 66. Now, the standard relics are not numbered, but they'll have a gold parallel limited to, num uh, limited to 99. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but obviously, you know, we're going to have a lot of buybacks and alternative relics. Uh, and this year's lineup includes Lost in Space, Get Smart, and Batman buybacks from 1966, along with rub-offs from, from, you know, the sports card industry. Uh, so that'll have a little 50th anniversary logo stamp, uh, and that'll be cool. Uh, postage stamp relics, uh, coin relics with nickels, dimes, quarters, and half dollars that will be embedded into the cards. You know, it, it's, it's just a really cool thing to see the retro versions come back and come back in style. 1966, I hear, was a great year for all you guys out there if you were born or alive during that time. Uh, and what better way to celebrate that year in that era than, you know, Topps Heritage. So definitely check, check out Topps Heritage 2015 Baseball. That will be coming out in March. Check out our news article that Chris Olds, our Beckett baseball editor, did. Uh, Beckett.com slash news. Did a nice first look here with uh, Topps Heritage. He always does a good job, even though I give him a lot of crap. Uh, for everything that he does here but he does do a lot of stuff and he does it well so uh, let's give it up for Chris Olds and, and and check out that article that he did about Topps Heritage uh, so yeah that that wraps it up for brand new product releases let's bring in the interview segment with uh, Rich Klein he's got a lot of great stuff to talk about as well as a local card show that he's putting together I think this is the second show that he's putting together uh, in Plano, and that's this weekend. So if you are in town for the Labor Day weekend uh, around the Plano area and you want to go to a cheap card show, this is definitely a place to go. So let's bring in Rich Klein, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy this interview. All right, and we have a special guest. He's always a great friend here at Beckett Radio. Uh, we talk all about the hobby, and you know so much about radio, which makes me happy because I love to talk about radio too. So Mr. Rich Klein, how are you today? I am good. How are you? And I love radio. I love baseball cards, and I love talking to people who share the same passion. Exactly. It's it's just a wonderful feeling to find people who have similar interests and just can talk for hours and hours about really nothing, yet something, if that makes sense. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to get a chance to do exactly that this Sunday at our Plano 03 show. Awesome. At Adat Havarim, which is a synagogue in Plano, Texas, on Independence Parkway. It's the northeast corner of Independence and Spring Creek within the shopping center. And I'm always excited because Beckett, Beckett Auction Services are going to be there. And I hear you have an expanded role at Beckett Auctions. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I've been doing case breaks for Beckett Auctions, I guess. We, we just did Topps Chrome Baseball today, which was a great break. Uh, but yeah, I, I've kind of been with auctions for about two weeks now. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of their case breaks, a lot of their social media presence. Uh, we got an Instagram, uh, which will show, I guess, breaking news or breaking photos of stuff as it comes into our office. Uh, so that'll be cool to give kind of an inside look on, on you know what type of stuff comes in as we see it. Uh, as well as Twitter and Facebook, Pinterest. I mean, you know, it, it's it's going to be a huge task to take, but I'm ready for it, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know they picked a really good person yeah. to do that because you're <laughs> good at social media, so I think it's a great role for you. Yeah. And I heard that you have some 19th century cards that came in. So that is our find of the week uh, for this week's radio show, the 1887 Old Judge N172 cards. We have five of them. Duke Esterbrook, Frank Hankinson, Mickey Welch, Stephen Bethel, and Dave Orr. I hope I said those names you right. You did very well. Dave Orr <laughs> is one of my, one of my friends. Has Dave Orr is the, the one of my friend's favorite players. There's really? a guy. He was a super collector of Kirby Puckett. Okay. As a yeah. Matter of fact, he was such a collector of Kirby Puckett when they had his retirement ceremony in 1996. He was on the field to give him like special information about his cards and oh, gave him uh, like a special thing. Yeah. And this guy created a Kirby Puckett collection because Kirby Puckett had to retire through no fault of his own when he got hit by Dennis Martinez's pitch. Mm -hmm. Dave Orr is a rare player because during the peak of his career, he suffered a stroke and was never able to play again. Wow. That's it crazy. Is, it's a sad story. Smiling yeah. Mickey Welsh was a great pitcher in his day, too. He may even be a Hall of Famer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think he is. And, and uh, Stephen or Stephen Beal, uh, Bethel... He is the first Jewish-born player to be featured on a on a card too. That's that's correct because there was a couple of Jewish players before them, but they were never on cards. Lipman Pike is the first Jewish player in 1871, mm -hmm. but they weren't making cards in 1871. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah so I, you know, I think it's a huge find for Beckett Auction Services. It's going to be a lot of fun. Last month we had all those one of one bat barrel cards, uh, which uh, a lot of them were sold and had a lot of traction too. One-on-one -on -one bat barrel cards are really cool because you just can't make that many cards out of a bat barrel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and the ones that we have, I mean, uh, Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, Roy Campanella, I mean, you know, uh, Roberto Clemente, uh, it's, to see those, it, like, in my hand, I, you know, with these old judge cards, I'm like, I can't believe I'm holding this right now, Isn't you know? Isn't it amazing the historical feel you get just from seeing these cards? And I think that's one of the reasons collectors like these cards mm -hmm. so much. And they like cards because it's tangible. It reminds them of what they were. We don't have f many photos, and we certainly don't have any video of, of Mr. Bethel or yeah, Mr. Exactly. Orr yeah. or smiling Mickey Welsh. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you got to have something. Exactly. So, yeah, this is just as good. So definitely check out Beckett Auctions at auctions.beckett.com uh, for all that cool stuff. We're, we're posting it, uploading all those pictures. Um, but let's get to tennis because you're a big fan of it. You're, I love tennis. You're I, an addict. 
I'm an addict. During the <laughs> 1980s, I was lucky enough I did statistics at the U.S. Tennis Open. I did Wimbledon one year. We came that close to doing Australia. A couple of my friends got to go there. I never got to go there. Oh, I got to, yeah, it really bummed me. I would have liked to have just yeah. know, put Australia in my, you know, in my bucket list. Exactly. And when we, you know, there were never any cards of these players. Mm. And, you know, the 80s was a great time for tennis. Today's still a great time, but because of the vagabond nature of tennis, there's no real way to really get cards collected of these people. And it's unlike football or baseball or basketball or hockey or even a sport like lacrosse, which is growing, you know, you have home teams. And these home teams, you can build up a fan base in a home team area. You can't do that in tennis. One week they're in Cincinnati, the next week they're in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. The, next, the next two weeks they're in New York. And so you have a very limited window to ever sell these cards where people would actually be collecting them. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. We talked off air about, you know, golf uh, being kind of in that same sort of area as tennis. And it blew up when you said Tiger Woods came into town. Um, and you know, the, like this past year with Rory, it's kind of a new layer on top of that, you know? Right. And Tiger is still Tiger. I mean, he oh, hasn't yeah. won, he hasn't won a major championship probably in five, six years now, yeah. but he's still a recognizable name. You still want to get Tiger Woods autographs. You still want a Jersey card of him. Heck, you still just want a regular card of him <laughs> in the right set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he's, be, he is so well known that no matter what happens, there'll always be an aura around his cards. There hasn't been an aura around a, an American-born male tennis player with that much charisma probably since Connors and McEnroe in the 80s. Yeah. Like this, you know, we had the great group in the early 90s. We had Chang, we had Sampras, we had Agassi, Agassi yeah. we had Courier. But, you know, Courier, you know, Courier, he started reading books, you know, between changes. <laughs> Sampras was a great player, but didn't have the personality. The only one that really did was Agassi. Mm -hmm. But Agassi had so many missteps early in his career as a person that... It hurt him. It hurt him. Yeah. It hurt, even though later, if we had gotten the later Agassi early, he might have been able to be as popular in tennis. Yeah. You know, and it, and it would have been funny, too, is if there were big-time trading cards back then when Agassi did have hair... That we could have these game uh, or game used hair uh, relic cards of, hair. of of hair, you know, you, you hair know piece there, cards. You know, there are cards with hair on them. Yeah, I mean, Mike Napoli has some, but but from you know back in the day, uh, there's still some. But there's cards from you know because it used to be a traditional thing. You cut Elvis Presley's hair, so you saved it. Yeah, and there are card companies that have put things like Elvis Presley's hair or Abraham Lincoln's hair. I think <laughs> Tops did that. Yeah, you know, on some of their regular sets, you know, they were one per hundred cases. Oh yeah. Every, you know, yeah. <laughs> But if was there's hair cards out there. Exactly. I mean, you want hair cards? We got them. <laughs> but just to see, you know, with Andre Agassi, and now he's bald, bald as a bat. You know, it, it would be funny to, to be like, oh, I got a piece of his hair back in the day. You know, it's just interesting with the U.S. Open starting. Uh, I think it started this past weekend. It started on Monday. Yeah, uh, this past week. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a, I'm a tennis fan. I'm not a diehard tennis fan. I do watch the big time championships. Uh, Wimbledon was my favorite with Andy Murray doing his thing. Well, um, when Andy Murray won Wimbledon last year and became the first Brit in seven in more than seventy-five years, an entire country erupted. Yeah. And if you had had <laughs> Andy Murray f tennis cards in 
England yeah. the week after that tournament, you probably could have gotten $20 each for a 25-cent <laughs> card if somebody <laughs> actually had them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the market's there. And Leaf did a, uh, a big thing by acquiring uh, the... Uh, Ace. The Ace. Yeah. The Ace sets or the Ace products. I mean, they only do a couple um, uh, products a year. And I think that's really all the market needs at this point. Yeah. Because we discussed why it's, you know, why you're not able to really get it going but i would love to see tennis cards you know i know there have been some sets with boxing i'd love to see more boxing mm-hmm. even though that's more but tops does a great job with mma cards yes you know so there's all these sports there is room for them in today's micro market i think you can make lacrosse cards you can make it work with limited productions mm-hmm. mls soccer tops does that and they also do english soccer panini has a huge presence in with, with soccer stickers around Europe. I yeah. mean, there is so much out there that we focus sometimes on just big things, but if we start doing little micro things, yeah. we might be able to grow the hobby in ways we don't even think about. Now, let me ask you about the soccer now that you brought it up. You know, I'm a big fan of soccer. Everyone out there in Becca Radio knows I am. <laughs> uh, I talk about it way too much. But uh, seriously, what, what do you think about Panini's recent success with the World Cup? Uh, Prism product. Do you think it's going to expand into other products? And do you think Tops is going to try and grab that international? I, I think one thing about the World Cup, it's such an event every four years, you can't really replicate it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But you can build off the momentum from it because soccer is growing. And, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. Mm. And where I work, a lot of the older people, let's say Mayor, are still into baseball, they're still into football. You look at the people... 20s, 30s, they're soccer fans. They go yeah. to the soccer games. Yeah. You, go, you ever go to a soccer game, you'll see the average attendance maybe 15 to 20 years younger than they are at a baseball game. Yep. I have I go to 10, 12 Rough Rider games, Frisco Rough Rider games a year. Mm. And I swear I've never seen as many people with gray hair or male pattern balding <laughs> as I have this year. Yeah. And I thought it was just an, you know, an example, but then I hear the baseball audience is getting older. Yeah. Even the football audience is getting older. But the soccer audience, after 50 years of everybody saying soccer was going to be America's next sport, it's coming. It's coming. And, you know, it's just interesting that, you know, baseball is finally starting to get into that age where, you know, the the older people are starting to go away and the younger people aren't just into it, you know, because it's not a fast paced, you know, action all the time, you know, sport. If you're at a game, it's actually pretty fast paced. Yeah. But But if you're watching on TV... It's slow because there's 20, 25 seconds between pitches mm-hmm. and it's, and you have time, you know, you'll look at your phone and, you know, I've always read or did other things while watching baseball because I knew that if the announcer's voice started going up and you started hearing, <laughs> that means something <laughs> was happening good. on the field and I could wait for the instant replay or yeah. hope there was instant yeah. replay. <laughs> you know, yeah. 60 years ago, there was an instant replay when you see on the MLB network the tapes of the 56 Don Larson perfect game they pick up in the second inning. Yeah. Well, there's Mickey Mantle making a great catch, a running catch in the outfield. Well, he makes the great running catch in the outfield. Today, you'd see it eight times. Mm. Then you saw it once, once. And, <laughs> and that was it. That was it. You, all you had were stories to talk about it after that. Yeah. You know, it's just interesting to see, you know, the decline in baseball as America's pastime. And, you know, hopefully see soccer. You know, I don't want baseball to go away because, I, you know, I love baseball. But I want to see soccer do so well here in this country. I've, there's plenty of room for soccer to do well. They don't play it every day. Mm-hmm. You can make going to soccer games an event. Yeah. 
and I think that's a big help. I, and it's more, I think it's more interesting now to go to a soccer game than it was, when, to use the old expression, when I was your age. Yeah. <laughs> because now the stadiums are so much more used to having interactive activities. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to football games in the 80s. And I remember sitting in Giant Stadium watching Joe Morris run for 120 yards in a playoff game against some opponent. I don't remember, but I remember he had a great game. And I remember freezing. But I also remember <laughs> when they went to a TV timeout commercial, yeah. there was nothing to do there for four minutes but just watch a blank field. Today yeah. they've got you know plenty to do around. But, <laughs> and that's one of the differences we're talking about. Yeah. Earlier generations were used to sitting and watching games. I was listening to ESPN on my way in today, and they were talking about how fans don't always, even the college fans don't always go to every game anymore mm. because now they can't enjoy the games digitally. The stadiums were old. They're not wired for all these things. Reception's bad. They yeah. want to, they will actually want to watch the game on their cell phone. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I was talking to someone in the office the other day. The Cowboys are playing the 49ers week one here in Dallas. Uh, tickets are outrageously overpriced. Uh, you know, two, three hundred dollars for nosebleed seats. Uh, I'm not willing to give Jerry Jones that money. <laughs> first off, and I don't, I don't want to sit all the way up there. I would rather sit at my house, have my phone, have all my friends around me. You know, be able to interact with other people, do other things, and have a better seat at my house and not pay four hundred dollars for it. And that's the way a lot of people watch games nowadays. Yeah, and. And going to Arlington is a beatdown, too. There's no public transportation, yeah. so you have to drive. You, you have to sit in the traffic. Mm-hmm. Even if you know the sneaky ways around, you're still stuck, you're and then you stuck. have to pay $25, $50, $75 for parking. Exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so let's get back to trading cards uh, with soccer, tennis, and uh, soccer, tennis, and golf. Those are kind of the... I'm not going to say auxiliary sports, but they're the the next tier down of of trading cards. Which one do you think will be the leader in the next two, three years? Soccer. You've got plenty of people. You've got personalities. Mm -hmm. You have a nice run of Americans in the World Cup. They'll be playing the MLS season, so there'll always be some coverage. As long as MLS is covered a little bit by ESPN, you'll be fine. Yeah. And... Also, as I said, the fans are going to the young fans are going to soccer. Yeah, the, the people with disposable income, people who are 25, 30 years old who are going to soccer, many of them remember collecting cards when they were young. They mm-hmm. remember when there were tons of local stores or the convenience stores, and they picked up their packs. You have soccer cards. Well, guess what? Yeah, that's you know packs are a dollar, two dollars each. Most people can afford a dollar, two dollars. You buy the packs and you. Yeah. If you get something cool, it's even better. Otherwise, you get some, you know, good players. Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of a dollar to two dollars, let's talk about your show one more time. Sure, be happy to. It's a dollar suggested donation. Okay. Last time, Bill Sutherland from Beckett Auction Services was nice enough to donate us a bunch of BCCG cards. Cool. We also had a package from Scott Prusia Panini. He sent us hundreds of the NFL. Uh, commemorative set for 2014. Wow. You know, the eight-card set they did for Mm -hmm. all the things. The best players, when I opened the set, you know, Andre Reid, Michael Strahan. We see Michael Strahan on TV all the time, so it's kind (laughs) of cool to see a a real football card of Michael Strahan. Yeah. You know, you get those, and we have packs. We have... So you're getting getting more than your dollar's worth for your suggested donation. Definitely. 
And then we have a silent auction. We have 50 items in the silent auction, 11 door prizes. We may have a couple more things in case anything gets delivered between now and Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a waiting list of seven dealers, which is crazy in today's That's world. That's great. Yeah, that 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 means the the show has already been a success. Yes, <laughs> it, it does, and we and we do it as a fundraiser for our brotherhood, which is our men's club, and it's exciting. And we and I spent ten years trying to talk people into doing it, mm-hmm. and we were frustrated in one of our board meetings because we didn't weren't able to do our garage sale this year because the <laughs> shopping center is popular. And I said, you know, I'll do a baseball card show. An hour later, I had permission. It's like. Why couldn't I do this 10 years ago? <laughs> I would have been doing this 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's this Saturday uh, from this what sun- time? This, this Sunday. Sunday. I don't sorry. think our rabbi would be too happy if it's Saturday. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> that would be very bad. This Sunday, August 31st, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Madat Havarim, 6300 Independence Parkway in Plano. It's the northeast corner of Spring Creek and Independence in the parking lot. Cool. Well, Rich, I'll be out of town and this, I, I, I've You're been out of town. Two. Yeah, I've been out of town for, for both of them. Uh, both because they were at the same time I were in Cleveland. I'm going to Cleveland again this, this weekend. You, we've got to reschedule your trips to Cleveland. Seriously, I know. Uh, but uh, next time, I will promise to be there. Uh, you know, it's such a great cause to help kids go uh, to a summer camp. Or we sponsored a bike ride for one of our members that was going around you know that did the country that's perfect so, yes. yeah it's it's always a good cause to help people out and you know a, a dollar a dollar you know and you get more than your dollars worth for coming in the door not many shows are able to do that exactly for you. exactly so definitely check that out i'll be posting the flyer around the office as well as on uh beckett radio's twitter page and i'll i'll, I'll probably uh hack into the facebook page as well since i uh, am am the newly accessed uh, social media person here. Isn't it nice? And, and just don't be one of these unnamed interns. You know, do you ever, yeah. you, know, you, ever you, you know, every time you hear something going wrong, it's always some intern got control <laughs> of, the fa- yeah. of the Facebook page. You know, I uh, I was an intern with uh, 100.3 Jack FM. Uh, I was doing that my last semester in college. And yeah, I was posting stuff on, on social media and their website, posting on that. And whenever something went wrong, even though it was my fault, they kind of had to stick a little jab at me and be like, oh, it's that stupid intern doing his thing. It's you know? always the intern. It, it always is. So we have an intern with Beckett Auction Services. Uh, his name's Andrew. He's doing a fantastic job. But, you know, you always got to poke a little fun at him and like, oh, you're, you're, the, you're the silly little intern, you know? Absolutely. But just, <laughs> you know, in today's world, treat him well. Exactly. Well, Rich, like always, it's so much fun having you on. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, special thanks to a, a lot of people who made this show possible. Rich Klein, thanks for coming in uh, on s- such short notice to to knock out an interview. And, you know, he, he always has so much stuff to talk about that we can sit here for hours just talking. Uh, and, you know, we only talked for about 20 minutes, but we could have kept going for an hour at least. Uh, but he had to go somewhere and, and I had stuff to do, so... We we cut it short, so you're you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> but uh, also thanks to Justin Gruner for taking some time to come in, talk about the market report here with rookies and stars football and National Treasures Hockey. Um, check out National Treasures Hockey this uh, this Friday. It's going to be really cool. I wish I had some money to to buy a box of that because uh, that's the last Panini 
because that's the last Panini hockey product out there. So that's going to be a lot of cool to see. See how the prices go with, with the rookies and all that good stuff. Hopefully you enjoyed the brand new product releases with Topps 2015 Heritage Baseball. If you want more information about that release, uh, check out Beckett.com slash news. Chris Olds, our baseball editor, did a nice article about that with some really cool images. So if you want to see a, a more detailed preview about this, uh, check it out and let us know if you love it or hate it. Uh, so that'll come out in March. Like I said, we have news around the hobby with the new New Jersey couple being charged with selling fakes online. The SCP auctions um, that ended last Sunday going for high dollar and Doug Allen pleading guilty to mail fraud with uh, Maestro auctions, Maestro auctions, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, the upcoming releases and pricing. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well. So that pretty much wraps it up for me for this week of Beckett Radio. Thanks you guys for so much. Thanks, guys, so much for checking us out, tuning in week in and week out. Hopefully, the uh, the podcasting is working great for you guys if you do have it on your phones. If you don't and you want to get podcasting, what you have to do is you go to uh, iTunes and kind of follow the directions. Uh, just type in podcast, how to get a podcast going on your phone. Pretty sure you have to download an app to get all these podcasts. But once you do that, it's completely free. And once you do that, you just search Beckett Radio. Once you search Beckett Radio, it'll have all the previous episodes from Beckett Radio all the way uh, from when we started here back in January of 2014. And um, yeah, it'll every week whenever I uh, upload each episode, it'll download automatically to your phone and it'll give you a little notification saying, hey, there's a new show ready to go for Beckett Radio. Check it out. So uh, I mean, it's, it's as easy as that, as simple as that. So all you got to do is just download the podcast app and then search for Beckett Radio and subscribe there. If you can't do that or, or if you have problems with that, just go to Beckett.com slash radio. And we have a little subscribe to this podcast button on the top right part of the screen. And check that out. We also have our Twitter uh, handle loaded up. And so if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter for news, uh, market report analysis, or giveaways, just uh, follow us on Twitter at Beckett Radio. We do a lot of cool stuff on there. But other than that, you know, Beckett.com slash radio is, is your one-stop shop for all your radio needs here at Beckett Media. Uh, we're going to ramp up things more often. And uh, October 1st, I'm just going to say October 1st is going to be a date to put in your calendars to listen to the show and see where it takes you. Uh, we're we're going to do a lot of cool stuff to ramp up to that. And we're going to have a really awesome show for you guys on October 1st. So get ready. I'm pumped. I hope you're pumped. Uh, so definitely get ready for that. October 1st, like I said, that's uh, that's it for me. Um, I got to go back and do do my work. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to Becca Radio. Like I said, I'm your host, Eric Ficken. Check us out, Beckett.com slash radio. Let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week on Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time. So, like I said, I'm Derek Ficken. Thanks for listening to Becca Radio. We'll see you later. Have a good one. <laughs>